So, hey guys, can you hear me? Oh, hi. So, um, we're pretty, we're pretty, we're like a big deal. Um, so here we are, we're um, doing our photo shoot with this very influential photographer. Yes, with Emberly Dubin. Is that what your name is? Is that your full name? No. That's such a cool name. Emberly. <laughs> that's like, like that's like, like a Hunger Games. <laughs> Emberly Dubin. No, that's like our generation is going to name their kids that. Emberly, Emberly. and Ashlyn. Can you hear the click of the camera? I just like, I'm so upset. <laughs> Honestly, that <laughs> sound. Those are all things that I now have to deal with. I'm all of coming those right now because of that sound. Literally, all it takes is a camera click, and I'm fully edging. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So introduce yourself, but say what you do. Yes, my name is M. Dubin. I'm a photographer. I'm a director. Various other production roles, depending on the situation. I'm Gara's roommate, yes. fellow oh. Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say the other night? Um, God, have we mentioned Margaret on this podcast? Faceless woman. Yeah, <laughs> this faceless awesome. woman that we're friends with um, was like, you and M are always showing up <laughs> at the same time. And we were like, Margaret, we <laughs> live together. And she goes, she was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, we leave okay. together, we go home together, yeah, and we wake true. up hungover together. Yeah, that's true. It's and true. then we get bacon, egg, and, and cheese sandwiches separately. And brother. No, we're not, actually. Not yet. In my dreams. <laughs> not yet. We're not there yet. We it's only been like yet. a month. Um, yeah, it has only been a month. Wow. We have air now. Oh yeah, it's today what you told me today. Yeah. yeah, they do this lovely thing where like no one tells us when anyone is coming to yeah, our house, and then they up. just ring the doorbell, and I'm yeah. asleep. Anyway, I'm <laughs> tired of talking about this. Let's take some pictures. Oh my god. <laughs> what got you into photography? So I got into photography uh, when I was in high school. I was taking a communications class. And I very much did not super care about school um, in high school and, you know, college really ever. And so I was taking this video. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so video communications class and my teacher, it got to like second semester of my senior year and he was sort of like, you need to do anything. Um, I don't really care what you do, but like, you, <laughs> you have to turn in something. Um, so asked me what I was going to college for, and at that point in time, I was going to be going to Temple for like television production. I wanted to be like an on-air uh, personality, and so I started uh, an interview show my senior year of high school that was called the Doobie Scoop which now <laughs> serves as, um, it's still like my, my business domain. And so whenever I had to PayPal Gara for anything about like the apartment, it comes from my business, the Doobie Scoop account, but I digress. So I made an interview show called the Doobie Scoop and I started interviewing um, bands around like my local hometown in New Jersey. Yeah. I would just like email them or like go to a show, whatever. Um, and so I started interviewing these bands and I would be at their shows with my camera, like getting ready to film an interview after. And I sort of realized like, oh, I'm standing in front of these musicians who are playing and I'm holding a camera. I should start shooting the shows. 
And so that's how that started when I was in high school. And then I went to college in Philadelphia and there was just so much music. There was basement shows and venues. And I got more into photography and started shooting more shows and started shooting in basements, um, venues, and then just like became friends with the bands and then started doing promos. And it just kind of like kind of escalated from there and started touring and expanded the kind of photography that I want oh, to do. Oh, just so the listeners know, we were fully walking through <laughs> outside, then to inside where a family was like many looking destinations. at us like we were crazy. Okay, Hope you can hear the, hear the ambiance. Don't you love traveling with Queer York City? <laughs> this is crazy. What do you shoot with? Just for all of our <laughs> photog. Hey, gearheads. Gear and you've been here. <laughs> I shoot with a Nikon D750 that I've had for a couple years. Um, almost always with a Sigma 50 millimeter 1.4 art prime lens. But today I actually have my um, 24 to 70 millimeter on because you know them influencer style shots. You got to get that wide angle. You got to get low. I've already gotten low, and now my pants are dirty. Yeah. But we're going to clean them, because you know why? OxyClean works. Everyone walk fast. <laughs> Product placement. OK, so this was, a, this was the playground I was thinking of, but there's also like this alleyway. Uh -huh. And yeah, I love this handball court. But oh, I kind of love this um, chessboard. Yeah. Let's like Very let's New find York. our way. And then in between, when we, were, we edit this, like when we're taking our we photos, we're just doing right? snap, snap, snap. Like low-key love it in podcasts when they repeat back things that they learned about the person. Uh, not Ira Glass. Uh, Terry Gross does this all the time. I'm pulling a real Terry Gross You're here. Like, I'm just gonna bring you up to speed. Yeah, on your life. So you you lived here for a split second, and then you just moved here, like fully because we signed a lease, bitch. We um, sure did. Uh, like a month ago. Yes. Wait, yes. Wait, we should also explain how we met him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would That'd love, be great. I would love to hear y you tell the tale of how we met. Because I feel like I've been telling so many people because everyone, everywhere I show up, they're like, so who are you? <laughs> like, I live oh, in yeah, Gara. Oh, how long have you guys known each other? Well, yeah. we talked like twice. But we just had real Capricorn energy. <laughs> we did. And it was like, we were just at a mic. And honestly, that's how Abby and I met. And that's such a, to non-comedy people, that seems like such a, not strange way to like meet someone but the thing is about mics is you don't really talk to people it was my second mic i had ever attended yes yes and it was a doozy of a mic and everyone mic yeah, it was a shit mic like i felt so shitty about myself after that mic i think everyone did everyone went got up and bombed but the best thing about m is you still went up which is very hard to do and if anyone out there that like literally has never tried stand-up it's like i just like don't it just seems really hard it fucking is and you get in the room when you're supposed to do it it's really fucking nerve-wracking so mm -hmm. you went up and then afterward we're like oh this person seems chill let's talk to them and then me expecting you to have, like, I was like, okay, like, this girl's, like, obsessed with me. Like, she probably has, like, 20 followers. I, like, go onto your Instagram. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Show up at a mic with, like, 4,000 followers. Bitch. They're from a different a different land. <laughs> True. They don't matter here. There's not a lot of crossover. Yeah. Although with you, it was interesting because there was, and I think that was also kind of why we bonded initially is because there was a lot of crossover. Yes. Like, the people that I talked about working with and talked about being fans of, you 
you were like, yes, I know them, yes, I know them, which is not really a given in the comedy scene or, like, right. in New York. In Philly, it's very much, like, community-based, and so you kind of say any name, and someone's like, oh, I saw them in a basement, like, last week. But here, it's like, there's so much. And so to have connected <laughs> with you and have that, like, common ground, I yeah. think was definitely like a big part of it yeah also when em and i hang out it's just like <laughs> constant name dropping from like both sides mostly ems i will say but like i we do get to a point where we're both just name dropping like fucking insane and i'm yeah. sure if anyone overheard our conversation would be like those guys suck yeah <laughs> and we're very we're self-aware <laughs> extremely um, and yeah i hope it's in a way that is um, no, it is. It is. Don't even say that because it is. And I really admire your world, but I can never be in it. And I feel like, well, it's not that you can never be in comedy, but I mean, like, you're not I'm in just it. not. Yeah. Like, so I'm you're like on the outside looking. In. Yes. Yes. It is very interesting. We're both on the outside of each other's worlds that have so much like common ground and so many parallels. Yeah. So it's like I totally understand what your experience is, but I just had it in a slightly different way. And so I feel like that's been really helpful coming to New York and wanting to do comedy and sort of joining like your group of people and meeting everyone is like, I understand the fundamentals of how this system works and yeah. like where people are in their careers and their aspirations. And so it's just about sort of like navigating through it and trying to figure out where I fit in and who I fit in with and who inspires me. And it was the same with bands. It was like you work with bands for a while that you shoot and sometimes you get really good stuff, but there's no connection. And sometimes there's a connection. And so you want to make stuff with them. And that was kind of my goal coming here was like, who do I connect with? Who is going to make things with me that just make me feel like happy and inspired and excited and not just like content yeah. for the sake of like content? Yeah. So I think this brings me to the fact of your queerness because we do run a queer podcast. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you did not know. Um, but it's right there in the name. Your history of being queer is like pretty recent yeah baby gay baby it's so funny you said baby gay like immediately after waving to an actual baby it's <laughs> <laughs> like did. uh <laughs> yeah there's a baby here she's she was like who are you calling cute. baby gay <laughs> <laughs> you're the baby gay baby <laughs> yes yes i am new to so so new so i think i one of the first things i said to you probably like the first night that we went out is that i'm so new and so fresh-faced and ready to be punched right in the nose yeah. and like to get back up yeah. again and like dust myself off but yeah I'm new to New York I'm new to the comedy scene and like writing and that kind of production and I'm new to being a queer person um like roughly a year and a half after coming out was in a relationship with a very very sweet wonderful uh dude who you know totally got it and was so supportive um, so, you know, our relationship really continued for a while after I came out to him and then a whole lot of things started changing. It really started with like work and wanting to produce things and then realizing like, well, why do I feel so stuck and so stagnant? Mm -hmm. And then kind of tracing it back to the core of being like, well, maybe it's the city and then maybe it's this relationship because it was things that I was so, so deeply comfortable in. I was so comfortable in my house, so comfortable in my city, so comfortable in my relationship. And so to break myself out of that to say, well, you're so comfortable, why aren't you happy and why don't you feel fulfilled? Um, kind of started a chain reaction of being like, well, maybe it's time for New York. Maybe I need to explore my queerness. You know, maybe it's not time for this like forever relationship that I've found myself in. And then so I started just like kind of unraveling that thread um, that I had been thinking about but was very scared to do for a while. 
and then took the plunge and yeah moved here for a hot sec met you was gone for the summer and now I'm here for good and I remember as soon as I got here having this feeling of being like so deeply inspired and so like ready and hopeful for the first time in a really long time and so I've felt really lucky to just have like a lot of these really hard decisions affirmed kind of like over and over mm-hmm. and to not ha- move here and be like oh my god I made the biggest mistake of my life but to move here and be like wow I did the really really hard thing and it felt really good yeah I also I won't spend a ton of time gushing about you M, but <laughs> I think honestly my favorite thing about you and why I was like oh I really think I can move in this person uh, listeners you do not know but I have a horrible history of bad roommates like a horrendous history of like leaving leases Mm -hmm. and like just getting fucked over Mm -mm. so I was like very timid to like bring someone else in but I think my favorite thing about you is you probably more than a lot of people I know um AB excluded because I feel like you do this too you will like fucking set your sights on something you're like yeah I'm just literally not gonna stop until it happens um, which is so great and so you know relieving because our generation I'm not gonna say that mm-hmm. um, I'm a baby boomer um, <laughs> the millennials <laughs> don't understand but yeah it was like I was like okay I don't know a ton about this person but I do know that like they will literally stop at nothing until they, you know, have achieved all of their goals. And your goals are sick, girl. Yo, thanks. (laughs) It's so interesting to hear you say that because I do sort of feel like I'm in a little bit of, like, this holding pattern with myself where I, like, see all these things that I want to do and there's this, like, level of fear, I think, in between me and those things in which it's definitely a hard fear to overcome the one to just like be vulnerable enough and like fearless enough to take your experiences and your anxieties and your like the things that you're ashamed of that have been your life experiences and turn those into narratives or at least like wind them into your narratives. Um, And there's a degree of me still being very afraid of that because the idea of like failing in that capacity is so personal and so vulnerable. And so I think I'm still holding myself back in that mindset of like well you know until I try I don't know it could go either way it could go greater it could go poorly and hanging in that little middle ground is again comfort um so yeah definitely in a pattern of just like breaking out of feelings of comfort being very inspired like especially by people like you two and kind of the whole group that you surround yourself with which is full of people who are being very fearless and very vulnerable and like putting themselves out there as the people they want to be and just like literally fucking doing it like seeing you do stand up the other day and like seeing both of you at mics and at shows and all this stuff is just like you're going up there and you're doing it and that in itself is so hard to go up in front of a room and find your voice and to tell you know stories about yourself that are either entirely true or largely true or not even true at all but are coming out of your mouth is very scary um and i think seeing people do it well makes people think that it's easy because you make it look so easy but okay it's hard. this podcast is about you <laughs> bitch wow. you don't get to go <laughs> whatever okay so yeah bringing it back to being about me you're like you're like the new the new guy in town oh my god so like, this is gonna everyone's be like, everyone's that guy and it, the, the opening scene of like season two is like you kind of like pulling up on this motorcycle and everyone's like <gasps> and like you get off and you like are wearing these like spurs on your boots so it's like clink 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 
clink and then like motorcycle cowboy (laughs) (laughs) my steed (laughs) dismounting my steed that is what you we could do this i could get off a revel and just like (laughs) i know you you do love revel yo revel yo revel what's up with that sponsorship (laughs) that shit yeah fucking revel um Uh, i feel like i should um just to bring you know people up to speed what i am currently doing living in new york um, I work with a production company called Big in Japan. Yep, yep. And they are really, really awesome people, a group of creatives that I met through a friend who still works with us. And we do music videos and videos for brands. And, you know, they're people who have been working at what they're doing for so long, like decade plus. Um, but our Big in Japan is this sort of like new and probably final iteration of like all of their skills that they've done. One of them is going off to, like, cut a commercial for Nike, like a Just Do It Shit. campaign. Um, and so it's been really great to be involved with these people who are so, like, seasoned and experienced and who immediately took me in and are teaching me so much. And so I have started to do more production stuff, doing production coordinating and learning about the side of production that I sort of always shied away from just because I hate, like, business and I hate math and I hate spreadsheets and I was just very scared of all of it. And I was like, I don't want to touch that. I'm going to stay in creative. But now with them, I've been getting to learn the other side. And that has been a really eye-opening and interesting experience. But, yeah, it would be um, it would be very wrong of me to, you know, talk about my experience being in New York and not m- at least mention or, you know, really gush about big in Japan. Because they're a big amount of the reason that I moved here. They were why I moved here in the spring. I was testing out, like, working with them. And then I just, I met you guys, and, like, I fell in love with the whole life of living here. And so they are very much, like, my foundation and my rock and building ground of getting to live here and do production and live that lovely, lovely freelance lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You guys get it. The name drop thing is <laughs> its just fucking insane. <laughs> Which part? The Nike part? The Nike part? commercial. Oh, but that's not even me. This is just, like, me being so happy for my friend. Oh, I know. No, 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 no. I wasn't getting mad. Why is everyone <laughs> fucking getting mad at me? I'm not Why mad. is name dropping bad? I love name dropping. I'll fucking do it all the time. I'm hanging out with A.B. James. Yeah. <laughs> And people are like, oh my god, the AB James, as in www.theabjames.com. <laughs> the hope I think is that, you know, in in the coming years, this, I guess this is kind of in the vein of name dropping and just being overall um, ego driven in a way. I think, which is sort of necessary to be in this industry, but. You hope that a podcast episode like this is something that in coming years people go back to. And they're Yay. like, oh, my God, this podcast with Gara and yeah. AB and M. Dubin. Like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. This was from 2019. Yeah. It's 2030. <laughs> the world's burning, but at least we have this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a similar way in which, you know, I found comedians and actors that I really love right now, like Darcy Carden and Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and all these people who are making, like, uh, television shows and films like very much of our time and going back and listening to their interviews from like 2011 and 2012 and like listening to the things that they were doing at that time and then knowing what was to come in the future um, you know I think everything we make right now is sort of in a degree from the standpoint of like we'll, we'll be able to look back on this from from where we want to be in the future um, 
So, yeah, maybe we'll be able to name drop ourselves in, like, 10 years. Yeah. That's how long it takes to succeed in this industry, right? You don't get anywhere until your 30s. You need 10,000 hours to be a master at your, your art. I don't know how many uh, years yeah. that is. You need 10,000 hours to be a master at 127 your art. days? 127 <laughs> dresses. <laughs> That's a James Franco one, right? <laughs> James Franco one? <laughs> he plays one? both parts. 120. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <just> James Franco <laughs> yeah. has never been a, ma- a bride. <laughs> uh, always a bridesmaid, never the bride, said James Franco. And also Franco. he has one arm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would be very, that would hit the algorithm pretty hard. It really okay, hits everything. Netflix, pick it, up. it hits all the good spots. Um, any any final or any other questions? Anything else you you really want to know about me? I mean, any plugs? Oh, yeah, plug it. I've, well, I plugged Big in Japan. They're my big plug. I'll plug Diet Sig. They're the no, coolest. No, your band. plugs, my, bitch. Well, I don't have any. I don't have. You know, no, your do. handles. Oh, God damn oh, it! Oh, 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 Give oh. us. We crave. Oh, 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 oh. We need. Oh, everything I do on the internet is at M Dubin E M D U B I N. Uh, yeah, that's pretty across the board. Your girl's verified on Twitter, and I take oh, advantage wait, of it. You are? Yeah. Wow, I don't. Crazy. I truly don't know. But How many followers do you have? Like, not a lot. Like, that's sick. 3,000 or something. But hey, the only and the only thing that's it changes. not not a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Um, well. How many do you have? Do you use Twitter? On Twitter, I have 46. Well, you guys are more visual. I feel like you have the, you have the faces <laughs> to back you, your M. grams. My Instagram just we're, has followers. We're literally running a podcast, and you're like you're more visual. Uh, <laughs> <asshole>. <laughs> I also was about to call Ember saying that you because we have the faces for Instagram in one of your most recent posts. Was I realized I only get likes when I post photos of myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but so, it's so uh, annoying. I honestly, true, I, get it. I honestly hate that. You know, sometimes it's a nice little like personal boost, but. It's so frustrating to post work that I love and have no one give a shit and then to post a selfie and have, like, a ton of likes. It's just, like, cool. And part, you know, I know it's the algorithm and I know it's, like, ten people have to see this for your whole feed to see it and, like, other Mark Zuckerberg bullshit, but... I didn't know that one. Yeah, that's not my that's not my favorite thing about. I think it's just because you're hot. (laughs) It is a million percent because M is hot. Yes, picture it from. You're incredibly talented, but you're also really hot. Uh, So, uh, ladies, you guys, you guys. Um, um, this handball court is fully free. It is. I see it. I see it. I feel like I need a. Oh no, I don't even know how to like succinctly wrap any of what i've said guess what yeah, you don't have to oh right that's gonna be your jobs <laughs> that's you your job podcast, you hello i am going to wrap this up i don't know put it in a to-go bag <laughs> well here's the thing i can't say you know I, I binged your whole podcast in one day and that was a big part of like when we hung out that night that i said i was like i feel like we've been hanging out all day but it's entirely one-sided because i've just been listening to your voices and stories and escapades but listening to that I was like I fuck with these people and I want to be their friends so it's really cool to be sitting here doing this getting to talk about all the stuff that I do all the stuff that I want to do you're two people who I would love to keep doing stuff with I think you're both great Um, New York so far has been a very interesting um, experience in being brave 
because I traditionally take the easy way um, and just don't do things at all. Don't go out to things. Don't go to events. Don't try new stuff. And so, yeah, I feel really fucking lucky to be here and be surrounded by people who are like deeply doing their thing and make me want even more so to to do mine. You're officially a New Yorker now, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, now. you've been on We Queer did York the City, most so. New York City influencer shoot. Yeah, I know. How are we going to, how do we pair this, like, these photos with this podcast? Is it just like when the podcast drops, we'll drop the photos yeah, and be you like, know. for all the contacts, context that you deeply, deeply need for what the hell is going on? Head to the gram. Um, you know, you're fully stressing me out now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, how are we? How are you gonna plan to do this? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, 17 <laughs> steps ahead. Yeah, full on oh, cap. But don't cap, worry, baby, we're caps cap. too, so we already oh, yeah. got it. Uh, don't that's worry, the thing you gotta that, trust that's us. That's the baseline. The baseline that everyone needs to understand about anything that is going on or being said right now is that we are all Capricorns. Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Let me end it. That's it. Poetic. Thank you so much, Em. Now we'll never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now we must kill you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>